This is the Champagne and Socks podcast. I'm Elisa. Really, the best thing about a podcast that aims to be between five and ten minutes is literally it takes five to ten minutes to record. It takes a bit longer to edit, but five to ten minutes to record. I tell you this because I have wasted the hour that my baby napped and I can hear her in the other room. If I don't record this now, who knows how the rest of my day is going to go. I got yarn in the mail today. I was not expecting yarn in the mail today. My delivery guy pulled up and he had two boxes, which is always an exciting day. Sure, one was for my husband. But the other one had a custom snip that said yarn and cookies on the box. And I thought, oh, that's a bit weird. I'm not expecting yarn and cookies. A friend of mine had noticed a photo that I had on Facebook a couple of weeks ago of my spread for Mother's Group and saw the Tim Tam bites and was like, mm, what are those? And I said, I'll send you some. And she said, okay, what do you want in return? I wanted Girl Scout cookies because hello... I had already tasted Girl Scout cookies from Julia and I've discovered that the Samoas are like the best thing in the entire world. I have two boxes here now. Thank you to Adrian. They are crisp cookies coated in caramel, sprinkled with toasted coconut and striped with dark chocolatey coating and probably are my favorite American biscuit that I've tasted so far. I guess that would be if you took a Kingston and you dribbled chocolate over the top, that would almost be similar. Almost, but not quite. And she also slipped in some yarn. Of course she did. I just, I can't even. It's really pretty. It's uh, Storm Clouds fingering, and it's from Peace, Love and Yarn. Ah, so nice. Thank you, Adrian. I feel bad I only sent her two packets of Tim Tams. I'm going to have to remedy that. The other little package that I've got in the mail since I last spoke to you, all things craft, is some fabric. You'll notice I'm totally not sewing at the moment and yet I have some fabric stash that I have acquired in the meantime. My mum found this really sweet website it's Australian called Fifi's Fabricology and she was like oh I think you're like this I think you're like that and, I, and they indeed have a bunch of fashiony type fabric that's what I bought. I can justify fashion themed fabric for my farmer's wife sampler. I'm still looking I think for a bunch more bits and pieces because it's supposed to look like a sampler and I probably don't have enough fabric. So I bought a few pieces. I bought one unit, which was 25 centimetres, a bit smaller than a fat quarter, but you got the whole length of the bolt. So I think these are actually bigger pieces. And what I like about them is I could use them, I think, as the backing because this is the project that I'm quilting as I go, or I supposedly am quilting as I go. The first two blocks were not successful and I've decided to make them into placemats when I finish quilting them. But what did I grab? I grabbed a couple of nice, not planes, but backgroundy materials, a fabric with shoes on them, sewing themed and two dressmaker dummies because I'm just so obsessed with dressmaker dummy fabric. Like I literally have at least six different kinds in this quilt. Luckily it's a fashion themed quilt. So that's all my stash building. I can happily tell you I am working on the baby's fisherman sweater. I ended up unpicking the entire thing from when I last mentioned it here on the podcast. I hadn't picked it up in the meantime and I knew I totally screwed up. You had like inch and a half of ribbing and then you increased a row and then went into the cables. But I think I had screwed up the increase in the end, I just pulled the whole thing out, re-knit the ribbing, and then went away. And the cabling is complicated enough that I can't really tune out, but interesting enough that it's not boring, which is great because it's a sweater. I've done, I think, three repeats of the eight-row pattern, and it's got this cute 
two cables on either side of a much bigger cable that has like it's a double cable roping kind of thing I'll take a picture of it so you can see I'm doing the back first but in the center cable it's a double cable so it's a six stitch where you pick up three and cable those so you have the two six stitches together so you have 12 and then you knit so you end up with a bit of a gap between the cable and the next row if that makes sense and I'm not quite sure how that works maybe it works when the whole sweat is sewn up and being worn but at the moment it looks like it's got really big holes through it so I might have a look have you ever knit a cable like that and is this gonna work out okay I do have a completed item which is all very exciting two weeks ago now I guess we had the science fiction convention it was national science fiction convention NatCon held in my local science fiction con which is SwanCon so a bunch of people flew out to come and be here for NatCon and Catherine and Alex and I had decided that we would do a knitting day just before the con because they were both going to be here a couple of days early. We set ourselves up on my back patio with the same pattern tea cozy. We had decided that we wanted to all knit a tea cozy and we would pick the same pattern. And we had tea and we had scones. I can now whip up scones. That's the thing I can do. And the baby ran around and did all kinds of things. And we just sat and knit the same tea cozy. We didn't finish it in the one sitting, but we had it with us throughout the convention, picking it up, putting it down. What I really loved about knitting in person was I could really see the benefits of like a masterclass, which I've never thought, oh, I'm going to go and learn how to knit a sock or whatever in a class. That has never been a thing that I thought I would ever do. The tea cozy pattern that we did was from Leonie Pryor and I actually have all four of her books. I have such lust for her fantastic tea cozies. I'll put the links in the show notes if you've never seen them. She has outstanding projects. She does masterclasses as well and it's just been this weird thing that I just would never rock up to a class of like 12 or 15 women that I don't know and sit there and, and knit. But knitting in a circle together it was like things happen as you're knitting and it's so much easier to help troubleshoot or show somebody how to do something when you're in person yeah I could link you to a YouTube video but Alex dropped a stitch and she looked at me and she said yeah I'm further ahead than you but I think I have to unpick this all the way back to here and I was like no no we'll get a crochet hook and I'll show you how to pick up a drop stitch which when you're doing it live so much easier to show somebody how to do that I still don't think I would take a masterclass, not by myself, but I might think about doing it with somebody else at some point in time. Deb strikes me as the person who would love to do that. We didn't finish our knitting by the end of this, the convention, but Alex went home and finished hers the next day and put a picture up. Now, the pattern that we chose, I chose a simple, simple one, which was based on sock knitting. And you kind of do like a cuff and then increase to go over the top of the teapot and then you split into two pieces and you basically just knit mm, kind of a bit like a heel just with a knit slipper stitch, knit slipper stitch and then purl back the other way. And then when you get to the bottom of the teapot, you pick it all up, knit back in the round and do some kind of finishing off. So that was the petticoat and then you pick up to knit uh, like a sleeve just around the edges for the handle and the spout of the teapot. And that was the petticoat, which is what Alex knit and she was like, I'm done. But it had a top skirt as well and I was like, the only way to beat Alex at this point since she's finished and it's of course a competition is to knit 
first over skirt, which was the bit I was looking forward to because the petticoat is just contrast colour, which I did in green, and then I was looking forward to doing an actual variegated sock yarn as, as the overlay. So I did that, and the second one was much quicker to knit because A, I had already knit the petticoat, but B, I wasn't talking to people that I hardly ever see in a year whilst trying to knit and concentrate. Not that it was hard, it was just a bit fiddly. So I have knit my first tea cosy. I'm a bit excited. These ones are kind of a quick knit and I like them because they're with fingering weight yarn. A lot of the other ones in the book are 8-ply or DK weight and some of them have felting and stuff, which I don't, I don't love doing felting. That's not like a thing I enjoy doing. But I would really like to get into more of the out there tea cozies. And like in my ideal world where the only thing I actually do all day is knit, I would love to gift a whole bunch of tea cozies as like, I don't know, Christmas gifts or something. That's been like a goal for the last three years and this is the first tea cozy I've knit. So, you know, it turns out I don't just sit and knit all day. That's not a thing. Just before I go, Deb and I have been scouting out patterns to knit with our yarn box Lux yarn. And in doing that, we came up with another pattern that we really, really want to knit called Hitofeud. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's a cardigan. It's a lacy flowing cardigan, which we both liked. We realized we didn't have the yarn for it. So we've ended up having to order some online and we live in Australia. So it's going to take two to three weeks to get to us. And we thought, well, we're going to knit along together with that. And we thought, hey, maybe other people are interested as well. So we've started a new thread in the discussion forums. We'll be not starting till our yarn arrives. So if anybody else is interested in joining us and has yarn stash or, or wants to grab some yarn, it's a lightweight, I'm guessing it's a fingering pattern. Check us out in our thread on the Ravelry group or just watch us get really annoyed because you have to pay attention when you knit lace and that's not always good for someone like me who's knitting whilst doing five other things. You've been listening to the Champagne and Socks podcast, a twice-weekly podcast of all things craft, dropping Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can now subscribe via iTunes, leave a review if you like, join the craft circle and tell us what you're working on this week. Email me at champagneandsocks at gmail.com. Or find me on Twitter as Champagne Socks. I'm over on Ravelry as Girly Jones. Also find the Ravelry group, Champagne and Socks. Finally, photos and links for this episode can be found in the show notes at champagneandsocks.com. Speak to you later.